Sabres back in the win column, and it stunned me that they got back in the win column. Recapping Sabres and Penguins next here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your purchase. Anybody else surprised? Because I know I am. After two periods of play, it was two to nothing. Penguins over the Sabres. The Sabres had lost to this team 4 to nothing just over a week ago. This team has not been scoring a lot of goals, not looking very dangerous. And you would have been completely in the right to not think they were erasing a two-goal deficit against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But they did it. They did it. A 3-2 to two final score. The Sabres beat the pens in a pretty eventful game. When you really look back on all that happened Um, and we'll go through some of the stats, we'll go through my stars of the game. We have an injury update to get to, which is probably going to lead to a call up from the Rochester Americans. I want to discuss that ahead of Saturday's game in New Jersey. Uh, If you want to check us out on subtext, our text line, uh, go to join subtext.com slash Locked on Sabres, become a sortie. Our group chat was really fun tonight. We had a lot of good feedback from fans um, and listeners back and forth. I got into it with a couple of fans on Victor Olofsson and how well he's playing right now. I don't really actually think he's playing that well, but he has four assists in his last two games. So at the very least, he is starting to contribute to the stat sheet, which is good for Olofsson. Um, And he had to play a little bit more in this game because Sabres lost a forward in Zemgus Gergensen. Again, a little bit more of an update on him coming up in a little bit. But going through some of the stats of this game, the Sabres win over Pittsburgh in a game that was kind of full with Penguins fans in the arena. But, you know, you kind of expect that at this point in time. Kind of interesting that Alex Tuck kind of took a little bit of a shot at Sabre ticket prices and the TNT post-game interview, uh, which I thought was actually kind of funny and kind of cool by uh, Tuck. Tuck, of course, scoring the game-winning goal with under three minutes to go in this one. A 3-2 final, shots on goal. The Sabres out-shooting Pittsburgh in this one, 34-33. to They scored on the power play, went 1-for-4. The Penguins went 0-for-2. Scoring chances at 5-on-5. Five favor of Pittsburgh 27 to 22 but shot attempts were in favor of Buffalo 54 to 46 expected goals and per four in this game uh in all situations 4.1 for the Sabres and 3.0 for the Penguins if you are someone it takes a look at goal state of expected pretty much every day like I do to see how different goalies are playing in the NHL, and I think that's the best number to kind of judge it. Uh, that's pretty simple math there. Three goals were expected by the Penguins in this game, and they scored two, which means Uka Pekalukanen has got another goal below expected that he's going to add or above expected save that he's going to add to his resume on the season. Lukanen continues to play very well. The Sabres, though, in this game, I mean – 
I didn't think they really played that poorly at any point in time, but it just, I, you know, that's not t- totally true. I didn't think they were that dangerous in the first and second. I thought it was same old, same old. I mean, I tweeted out if you're a Bills fan, th- completely within the right, I thought. Uh, last year's Sabres, Brian Dable. This year's Sabres, Ken Dorsey. And put the pictures back to back next to each other. And I felt that. The, Sa- the Sabres do not look nearly as dangerous as they did last season. So where's that hockey team? Where is that hockey team that was top five in the league in goals last season that had multiple players, tons of players setting career highs, and none of that was really happening so far this year. Crosby in the first period makes it one to nothing Penguins with under four minutes to play. Uh, And you know what? Then Lars Eller makes it two nothing in the second period. The first two goals this game, both by Pittsburgh, were at the hands of the Sabres' top two defensemen in terms of minutes, in terms of the top pair. Goal number one, Sidney Crosby. It is a complete fail by Matias Samuelson to get the puck out of the zone puts it up the wall it doesn't get even close to going out and Crosby gets a a one-timer from the high slot in range where Lukanen probably should have made the save but that goal is much more on Samuelson if you ask me and then goal number two almost the exact same marker under four minutes to go in the second period I mean Darlene just whiffs right like whiffs on the puck and it goes out to Matt Nieto, who finds Lars Eller in the slot, and he roofs it over Lukanen's shoulder. So both goals, I, I mean, maybe Lukanen could have made the save on them, and once in a while you'd like him to save shots like that, and he does this year once in a while. But those goals were on the Sabres' top two defensemen. And then the third period, they made up for it in a big way. A nice power play goal where Victor Olofsson is playing that right wall on the number one unit. And I've said repeatedly, if he's not giving them something on the power play, he, the guy shouldn't be in the lineup. But he does a nice job moving down and then up the, the wall to free up some space, finds Alex Tuck down low. He gets a Jeff Skinner, does that little movement with his skates so that he can get himself in range, and he puts it over the shoulder of Alex Ndelkovic, the Penguins goaltender. That made it 2-1. to one. Kyle Okposo, man, if you uh, – my same game parlay – Twice this week where I have hit on the anytime goal scorer. I had Benson on Wednesday. I had a Poso tonight, but I just barely miss on something else. It was Paterka shots on Wednesday. Tonight, Paterka got to three shots, so I hit on that part of the parlay. But hey, I, I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin for betting against the Sabres because I had the Penguins winning by a goal and a half or more. In this game, that did not happen. I did not win my parlay. That's okay because the two legs that hit were the good legs, and the leg that didn't hit was the one where the Penguins win, and nobody wants that. Um, this is what I thought was going to happen. Was wrong, and that's fine. That's good. So a Poso, uh, anyways, I had a Poso to score. I just felt like a Poso's been playing well. I thought a Poso's been getting some more chances as of late, and honestly, in this game, he had more chances than any game. Before. I mean, the first period, he comes out, he hits a post, he has another redirection in front of the net that almost went in. He had another good chance in the second period. It's kind of funny. For all, I thought a post played well. And for all the chances he had, the goal that he scored was the one that it was just like, I'm just going to throw us to the front of the net. And he got lucky that Eric Carlson put it into his own net. So that was his first goal of the year. 
by the way. So a little bit of a monkey off his back and hope that he could start to chip him in once in a while here. And then the game winner, under three minutes to play, Jeff Skinner fighting off Chris Letang behind the net, and he throws it out in front to Alex Tuck, who puts it in a tough goal by him because it, there wasn't a lot of space there. He didn't get all of it. That might have helped him actually get it past the goaltender. So Skinner and Middlestat with the A's on that one, Tuck with the goal. And then the other thing that happened in the game was the whole Peyton Krebs, Chris Letang thing that happened. Um, I will get to that when we come back. Uh, I got some words on that. When we come back on the Lockdown Savers podcast, we are presented by BetterHelp. Uh, if you've benefited from therapy, then you know all the value that it can give you. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy could be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking about starting fantasy or about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL. Back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. The Sabres win 3-2 to two over the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mentioned the Peyton Krebs-Chris Letang situation. What a joke. The Penguins, man. I the I Man, I've never liked the Penguins. They have always drove me nuts. And it starts with the captain. It starts with Crosby. I think the whole team kind of takes on his persona where – if you breathe on a Pittsburgh Penguin, the Penguins are right there to let you know about it, to be all, all flabbergasted about it, cry to the ref about it, Crosby at the end of the game. I mean, the guy, I mean, it's it's not even a, a false narrative. It's his whole career. And they're so sensitive about any little hit. I mean, in the... Um, in the oh, I don't even remember who the hit was, but Riley Smith takes a penalty uh, in the second period on a perfectly clean hit. Nothing wrong with it, but if you hit a Pittsburgh Penguin, they're coming after you because that's the Penguins. And then in the third period or in the second period, also Peyton Krebs and Chris Letang get into it. That stems from a preseason hit. We're talking. And by the way, watch the hit from the preseason. Krebs, it's not even that vicious a hit. It's not even that hard of a hit. He just caught Latang. That's it. Latang's been carrying that around for two months. So, oh, first chance to get after Peyton Krebs. The guy flies in from the blue line to go after Krebs, who's a lot smaller than him, which that part of it I don't care about because Krebs is, a, is tough for his size. And then while Krebs is on the ice, he's throwing punches. Like the softest team ever. And Latang was the poster child for that in this game. Holy cow with that guy. Uh, I was very glad to see that he was on the ice and uh, a culprit on two of the three goals in the third period that the Sabres scored. Because, man, again, hot, n- high level of uh, sensitivity when it comes to Chris Latang and that Penguins team. T- learn to take a hit, if you will. It, new strategy when you play the Penguins. Just hit them hard. Hit them hard and they'll take penalties and then you're going to go to the power play. That's that happened again in this game where Riley Smith for no reason, like, oh, that wasn't a good hit. 
It was clean and it wasn't even that hard or vicious, but oh, we touched the penguin. I, you could tell the penguins. I can't stand the penguins. I never have been able to stand the penguins. I, I'm glad to see they're finally hitting the, the nosedive here. Nine and 10. They're below the Sabres in the standings now. Um, and they're old. So this is it. Hopefully, this is it for the penguins. Uh, sneaky stars of the game. In my opinion, the three best players of this game. Uh, I want to start with Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner is one of the most consistent Sabres on the year this year when it comes to creating scoring chances, when it comes to scoring goals. It shouldn't be that big of a surprise. I mean, the guy has the best offensive resume of anybody on the team, given that it's, you know, over a decade long now that he's been this player, uh, save the Ralph Kruger seasons. So, Skinner, I mean, again, the pass from to Tuck from behind the net, he stuck with it. He muscled off. That was Latang draped all over him. Latang couldn't get the puck from him. Skinner got it out in front. Nice play there. And a good finish on the goal that Tuck set him up for on the power play. Tuck is another one of our sneaky stars on the night. He gets a goal and assist, including the game winner. And this comes, what, one day, two days after I said, he was the number two saber that, ne- that he needed more out of, that needed to step up. Him and Dylan Cousins, to me, have fallen well short of expectations. Uh, good to see Tuck get on the scoreboard with a goal and an assist in this one. And then my third star, third sneaky star, in no particular order for this game, is Uka Pekka Lukanen. Lukanen was really solid. The only two goals he let in I don't think were his fault at all. He made a couple of odd man rush saves, a breakaway save. Um I thought Lukanen was super sharp, and he continues to look like, and it's not even close, to look like the number one goalie on this team. He has been their best goalie all year, in my opinion, um, and I would keep rolling him out there. Would I roll him out there two days in a row? That I might question, but I wouldn't be totally against it. If I were Granado, I might go to Lukanen tomorrow morning and say, hey, how fresh are you? And think about putting Lucan in in back-to-back nights. In reality, I think Levi's probably more likely. But more on Sabres and Devils when we come back, including an injured forward for the Sabres and who might be on the way to getting called up. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presented here on the Locked on Sabres podcast by Game Time. Game time, you could could have been in the arena tonight. Uh, don't miss the next one. You can see views from your seat before you buy them. You know exactly where you're going to sit. With game time, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, including hockey games, sporting events, football games. Uh, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and plenty more. Game time is deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code locked on NHL. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Steve Joe DiBiase back here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Sabres and Devils coming your way on Saturday night. Before we take a look at 
an injury and what the lineup might look like for the Devils game, I think you could have a massive change and a huge call-up coming from Rochester. The Sabres improved a 9-9-2 on the season. That is good for 20 points in 20 games, which is definitely below the pace they'll need to make the playoffs. 82 points is not getting you in in any year. They are one point behind the Flyers, one point behind the Islanders, three points behind Detroit and Tampa for playoff spots. Detroit has won two in a row since I said that they were dead. Uh, So, of course, Tampa got a point in overtime uh, in their game on Friday night. So, three points back. You're hanging around. Somebody's going to go on a win streak. Why not the Sabres? They're also three points behind Toronto for a division spot, but I'm not really still thinking that that's all that likely at all. Pittsburgh drops. They go to 18 points, fourth from the bottom. Um, what's funny is I'm looking at the standings. Saturday's opponent for the Sabres in New Jersey. By the way, nice little road trip here maybe. If you, you still time, you want to go to the Bills-Eagles game on Sunday, head over to Sabres and Devils on Saturday. It's only like a 40-minute drive between the two stadiums, uh, not too far away from each other. The Devils have lost three in a row. They've lost seven of their last ten, and they are third last in the East. And it's a lot to do because of all the injuries that they have dealt with, including injury to their best player by far, a Mr. Jack Hughes. But Jack Hughes is now back in the lineup. So he will be playing against the Sabres. Who are they still missing, though? Nico Heeshear and Timo Meyer, two of their, maybe their second and third best forwards. Uh, Meyer is day-to-day, so he might be good for the Sabre game. Uh, meanwhile, he sure will not be playing in that game. So you've got the Devils, a team that has been struggling a lot lately. So we'll see what we get from their lineup for the Sabres. Zemgis Gjurgensen's left this game against the Penguins early. With a lower body injury, he did not return. Don Granado said after the game, it is likely they are going to have to call up a forward from Rochester. Well, Pretty easy, in my opinion, who they should be calling up. They should be calling up Yuri Kulik. Now, Isaac Rosine has also been playing really well. Former first-round pick of the Sabres, 14th overall a couple years ago. He's got a point per game. And actually, on Friday night here, he scored his eighth goal of the season to win it in overtime. So he's got points in 12 of 16 games this year. Uh, Kulik had a pair of assists. He's got 11 goals and six assists uh, on the the season as well. So both players have been great. I just think Kulik's been a little bit ahead of Rosine in his development. He's more of a goal scorer, which I think the Sabres need. I think he can help on the power play more because of the skill set. Rosine's a playmaker, and that's fine. I might want to get a look at him. I'd love, love to call both up, honestly. But they insist on playing Olsen all the time, and they insist on keeping a post on a nice night. It's not not the day to make that point. Um, but I would like to call both up is all I mean to say. Um, Kulik would be the one, though, I would prefer. And I might want to guess he's the guy they call up. And maybe he, I want to guess he makes his NHL debut on Saturday. Uh, we'll see. Because Jordan Greenway did not play in this game on Friday which meant the Sabres ended up going back to 11 forwards and seven defensemen, but I, I, they got to get away from that. They got to get away from that. So, hopefully Kulik, maybe Rosine. Either one would be nice. I hope it's not Brandon Byro. Nothing against Brandon Byro, but I'm ready to start seeing these kids that are lighting it up down there and seeing if they're NHL ready because far too many times on past Sabre teams with past regimes, they let an, an Amherst sit down in Rochester for half a season more or a full season more than he needed to be down there. Olsen was this name actually, by the way, way back when, where he had a great season in Rochester, 
And he could have been with Buffalo the whole time. He never developed anything. He was still a great shot, and that was it. So, anyways, Kulik would be the guy I'd call up. And I would, if he plays well, I would just keep him here the rest of the year. And I would be very open-minded to that happening. So, uh, yeah. Kulik, we'll see. 7 o'clock on Saturday. Thanks everybody for listening to today's show. Hope you enjoyed Sabres and Penguins and hope you get another win. They got to get some wins together here. They got to get a win streak going. Uh, I'm not going to try my parlay because I, I got I to gotta take a break here. They're the best betting advice is when you're not loving any bets, you know, take a break. So I'm going to take a break from the, the parlay. Until tomorrow, at least. Check uh, Locked on Sabres on Twitter. Maybe I've changed my mind. Reminder again, if you want to tech, join our text line before Saturday's game, you want to jump in with us, I converse back and forth with you all the time. Fans are going back and forth. Um, and we got breaking news alerts as well, lineup news before it happens, practice updates. So uh, it's our own text line, and uh, it's a lot of fun so far through the first couple of days of it. Join subtext.com slash lockdown sabers uh, if you want to get involved. Cost a cup, same as a cup of coffee per month. I think that's generally the, uh, the example people use, right? Cup of coffee per month. That's pretty much it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And this has been the Lockdown Sabers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.